And we join on the line now by our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Hello. Good morning to you, Sakina, and to the listeners. Oh, the top talks, okay. I'm fine with Atile now. What did Atile do? <laughs> it was up since one. He hasn't slept even now. Like, oh, my goodness. No, but you sound oh. great. That was a very oh. energetic halala, so Atile should I, stay up more often. <laughs> I try. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just looking at what's happening with the stocks there, Clive, emerging stock rally evaporating as China's growth concerns and returns. They have returned and they they come back with with a bang. You know, it's, it's like you 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 think that you've got everything under control. Uh, I was very happy to see, by the way, the inflation numbers earlier on. I know um, Mohammed spoke about it that that it was at 4.75 to 4.7 percent. Uh, what we started seeing early hours this morning, Sakina, while I was uh, doing my own breastfeeding, uh, the biggest rally in emerging market stocks is a mouth flooded, uh, faded as a Chinese housing market data. Stock concerns started to slow down in the world's second largest economy. This was brought mainly by the Federal Reserve meeting minutes that came out earlier uh, this uh, uh, this morning, uh, which stressed the potential for a December increase in the United States. So a lot of shareholders obviously worried. That there's a lot of investors concerned that this, if the the December meeting ne- means that they're going to raise uh, uh, their, their interest rate, it might have a a, a, a negative effect on the on the equity space in, in, in global markets. But here's what's interesting about what uh, these guys are saying. The issue has started circulating a bit way back. Remember, we started talking about this um, at the beginning of February uh, and towards the, uh, the end of March. And the issue is that a lot of guys have already uh, uh, um, priced that risk into the market. So it, I don't think, even if the interest rates were to go up in December, I don't think there will be that much of a response that everybody's all worried about. China remains the focal point uh, of investor concern. Uh, and the economic data we are seeing from China only adds to this general uncertainty. And this is what is concerning. So the big Fed-related concern is not much of a fact uh, of the rare hype, but rather the pace and the scope of the rate increase. And this uncertainty surrounding this uh, this first hike in years uh, weighs on emerging markets as well, including uh, the likes of the BRICS, which obviously includes, therefore, South Africa. Mm-hmm. And then let's just take a look at um, Asian stocks, especially based on what the dollar is doing and uh, some oil um, uh, transactions also taking place there. Yeah, well, stocks rallied across Asia uh, after the uh, that Fed meeting this were, were, were came out and reaffirmed. Uh, what already market makers had already anticipated. And measure of the regional equity gained about 1.4% for China uh, in the early hours of this morning. Uh, we uh, also saw that a lot of the companies that were actually sparked, or the, the, the companies that did relatively well, that made them strong, were the companies that actually rely on dollar exchanges. So uh, because of that, those companies actually made a little bit of more tom, and what that related to, what that led to was that they actually made a bit of profit uh, in early hours in the morning. Uh, there were some companies that maybe I can mention the guys that known, like Philips uh, and the likes, who came up by uh, 0.85% on the Hong Kong State Exchange, including Samsung Electronics which also went up by uh, 1.45%. So this is all positive for the Asian market, I suppose, Akina, on the Thursday. Indeed. And a quick question here on Twitter. Uh, Tabson says, please ask Clive if we're going to see any growth of the economy above 2% anytime soon. Very, very good question. And 
Um, somebody said to me the other day that economists never tell the truth. They never say yes or no. They always go over about perhaps if conditions happen, this might happen. <laughs> so, Tina, the truth of the matter is we are under a suppressed state of the economy, and it's a global impact. It's not just us. It's the rest of the world. We need the world on average to grow at at least 4 and 4.5% four and before we can start seeing that trickle down to South Africa, that is translating, therefore, into uh, meaning, uh, meaningful uh, gains. I don't see us in 2016 getting close to 2%. 2017 might be a different month if conditions continue to improve and the United States continues to grow and China's demand returns slightly back. 6% is still high. We're expecting to, uh, China to grow by 6.5%. If that continues, Sakina, then we might start seeing in 2017, 2018, uh, get into 2.5% of growth. And then just finally, it's a Thursday, uh, so we have an investment theme. And today we're talking manufacturing industry. A lot of people don't uh, uh, believe in the manufacturing industry in South Africa. I know for a fact that uh, the likes of the DTI, the IDC, uh, which are the government uh, uh, financial institutions, have strategically positioned themselves to support these particular industries because they are the ones that could, in actual fact, increase uh, um, uh, jobs and the number of jobs out there that are available. Small to medium enterprises that are participating in the manufacturing industry in South Africa contribute to close to a quarter of our workforce. So it is very, very critical and important that we create a value chain within the manufacturing sector that can contribute positively. Sakina, we are in manufacturing in South Africa. Most of the uh, industries within the manufacturing sector that we are so good at are things like agri-processing, automotive. We know we saw the $6 billion deal with BMW. And then we've got the chemicals industry that includes pharmaceuticals. And then we've got ICT and electronics, metal, textile, clothing, and footwear. These are very strong manufacturing industries that if we play a particular role and influence business to invest more in them, we could create a lot more jobs and we can start growing at that 2% that our Twitter fan wants to hear about.